This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ladies and gents, we are in for the Sharky Scoop is going to be going through first up here on Nico Hines. As you can see in the summary, there's plenty to talk about. So Scoop, take it away. Yeah, there's a few players in the Sharks team, but really the one we're most interested in, the one that's going to have the most impact on how we start the season and probably the biggest talking point of just this whole preseason is do you double up with Cleary and Hines? So I did a bit of digging and there is quite a decent chunk of for and against. So the worry is that he's now partnering Trindle in the half, Trindle at 5'8". And that is going to drop his base a little bit. I, I checked the games where he's played with uh, Heinz at 5'8 in the past, and it drops his average kick meters compared to Moylan from 410 to 299. So that's almost, that's nearly four points uh, just in kicking base. However, there was also a game or two in that stretch where Heinz was, I think he had a bit of a groin niggle and didn't kick as much. Well, he didn't kick goals at least. But yeah, it's definitely a factor that Trindle is going to kick more than Moylan. However, as often has happened in the last few years, the Sharks have a lovely, lovely draw. And I've looked at it, and the teams that they play in the first eight or nine weeks include all of the teams that he scored 90-plus against last year, all of them. And if you take the average of all the scores for all the teams that he's going to play up until he runs into the hard ones about round nine, there was an 85 average, 85. So even if you take those four Trindle points away, that's that's 80 plus. Do I think he will average 80 plus over those? Probably not quite because, I mean, it, it's got all of those ceiling games in there. However, I do think there is a legitimate case of him outscoring Cleary early on at least, or maybe even uh, through the whole of 
the season until Origin, despite those last couple of hard games. But then I definitely think that Cleary overall will uh, outscore him by average, but you don't always go for that. So you've got the origin season. There's times we buy, there's times we sell. You may or may not hold Cleary through that origin period. I probably probably would be with the Panthers' decent schedule. Um, but yes, if you can avoid those hard games in the middle of the season with Hines, there is a legitimate case to picking him up, having him average 75, 80, sell him off, buy him back before the end of origin or just after the end, if if he is playing Origin, and then basically getting equal points to Cleary or potentially more, and not many people are going to have him in their teams. So I don't know if I'm going to start with him because it doesn't quite work with my current balance. But if we get a few cheapies in TLT, don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Is Can you try and talk some people out of just starting with Hines and not Cleary. Cause like if, if, if all that comes through, then why, why is Cleary the best play and why is he so highly owned? Cleary is the best player because he plays at the Panthers and is playing an 80% kick meter dominant playmaker in the best team in the comp. So the points are always going to be there. There was basically only one game, which was a really weird one where the Panthers lost and didn't play like they usually did. And he still scored like 37 or something. And that was his worst game by far. He also got injured in one game last year. You take that out and his 72.8 average or whatever it is, goes up to 75.9. He is solid, safe, and just basically has a bigger floor than Heinz. So you can't go wrong. And if Hines does go wrong and you only have Hines, you could be five, 10 points behind for somebody that literally more than half of the comp owns and out of the serious players, like probably 95% of the own. So you, you're going to be absolutely hurting if Hines doesn't outperform Cleary and you don't have Cleary. That's just a volatility more than anything that is stopping you or stop would stop people. Yeah, I mean, Hines averages more than, even against harder teams, averages more than most others in the comp. But he's 1,000K. He's a million dollars. You're paying a lot of money for somebody that might average 68 over that period. I mean, I think he'll do a little bit better, but Cleary could start off with 75 and Hines could start off with five points less or more. And you also going to be behind the guys who have both Cleary and Hines in that case. It's just, it's so hard to fade Cleary given how strong and safe his, his, his scoring ability is. For sure. If you were to go Hines and Cleary, where would you save money in which positions? I would probably try to, See, that's a really tough question. It'd almost be try and go lighter on your bench. Try and go for those 400K guys rather than those 500K guys like your Bloors and your Angus Crichtons and stuff like that. So if if you were to need to save some money, potentially there might be, there's whispers that Jaden Campbell injured may not start round one. In that case, you just 
put a weeks there, something like that. Um, that saves you 150K sort of a thing. Maybe you go for a Murray instead of a Haas, that saves you 100K. But as you can see, it is having Heinz in your team is going to affect it in other ways. So it's it's really hard to take points away from those positions in order to basically put all the pressure on Heinz to perform at his average, given he's priced so highly. Yeah. And there's that factor of you can't captain him as well. So you're not, you're only getting the single, single lot of points, but I suppose that, yeah, it is going to depend on TLT, isn't it? With, you know, can we get some, all that value in the mids? Can we get a good amount of value in, in hooker? Like you probably have to save and not spend up on like a Robson or a Grant or a JMK. You probably can't yeah. get Haas if you went the double, um, you know, double gun there at a million bucks. So yeah, there's definitely ways you'd have to skimp and save, but on the contrary, you can get, you know, if he comes out with the eighties and nineties to start, you should be able to make that up with yeah your 400k guy or your whatever car planning and 30 odd or whatever you're going to get from like your 15th to 17th man right so yeah it's, oh, it's a super interesting chat isn't it about um about those positions and i think yeah it will just depend like people want the both of them and there are a decent amount of people that are doing it but uh yeah how the how's the makeup of your squad going to fit in tlt one and two will uh or a and b will um will answer that obviously let's just go to the next guy on your list mate kale kale i wrote if he does make that um make that round one side, what what are you expecting from him scoring wise? Um he has tackle breaks galore, points. He just has a, he just has the makings of a fantasy star of the future. His reserve grade average, I think from memory was like 49 at center. That's what you want to see. His base price, I don't think he'll score 49 in the NRL. It's a step up, but I can easily see with that type of player that he is a 35 to 40 type. Um, and that's that's getting towards 20 points of value. And in a position where we are struggling to get anybody at the moment, and I've seen a lot of people with 500K centers like Penasini and Suli and all that, it it would just save the day so much if we did end up with KLRO. It's going to be fun if, there, um, if there's no cheapy on there. I, at my little team at the moment, I am sitting there with one cheapy, just thinking we might get one somewhere. Um, whether it's the road strange to Wojewicz, something like that. Um, and then gone a bit more expensive just as a placeholder at the moment. So probably a smart thing to do yourselves, guys. Uh, anyone in this uh, above group that, that you'd be looking at? Obviously, yeah, it's probably not too much. Is there Blake Braley is the best scorer out of them. Kate Dykes, run watch for him if he was to, yeah, when he gets fit. Really, is it just sort of like yeah. Dalfin who can watch and seeing what happens with him based on, you know, how that fits uh, Cam McInnes? Yeah, really, the entire top half of that list is all dependent on who gets injured. And if someone's out for a long time, potentially there's a role for them. So Braley's kind of priced at where he'll sit for the year's average between about 43 and 48 or 49. Three or four years in a row, he'll do it again. Uh, Fanukin was pretty injury disrupted last year, but he's also getting older. I have him averaging similar, but if a big minute forward goes down... He might move to prop someone and get really good minutes potentially. So it, there's potential for him to have a little bit of value, but then you might also have like a Braden Hamlin ULA benefiting. There's just probably not anything going on until a big minute guy goes down. Definitely. Uh, let's yeah speak on Cam McInnes now. Do you see him with an increase of minutes this year or, or will it still be dependent on Fanukin? 
I think it's probably going to be... I think it's probably going to be decreased slightly, but just because Finucane was out so much last year. Mm. So um, I looked... Who was it? There was somebody else who I was looking at. I think it was Toby Rudolph who we'll get to later. But there was the fact that in 2022, Wade Graham didn't play 80 minutes very often. So there was a lot of times where they had a 20-minute bench edge come on. 2023 rolls around and you've got Wilton, who's playing 80 minutes for most of the year until pretty much at the end where he got injured and then Wade Graham's now retired. So unless they do end up with like a utility or a bench edge for some reason, I don't really see McKinnis being able to hit those 50 to 55 scores unless he's actually starting. So I think that I just don't see them needing a bench utility or edge. I mean, Wilton plays, Wilton plays 80, Nicro plays 80, Braley plays 80. Where, where does it come from? Do they just rotate through a few middles and wait for Adam Fenua Blake to get there? Yeah, that's where the pack predictor, uh, it's tough to get these guys. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Huge minutes, isn't it? All of them, all of the forwards, mm. even like Rudolph. I, don't think he, I think he only played 43 minutes a game last year, an awesome PPM, but um, you'd expect that he was someone that played 50, but yeah, it wasn't to be. So yeah. Very, very interesting. All right, moving down the list there, Will Kennedy at 500. Remember, he was a cheapie and people were getting on him. <laughs> he, he actually scored pretty well. Um, Malatalo at 520 is an awkward price there as well. Britton Nicara did move into sort of gun status last year at 52.5. Is there any chance that he moves to a sort of 57 to 58 kind of guy or no? I don't love his chances. I think that we saw the step up we've been hoping for for a while last year. He was finally running into those holes, getting the tries and the running we we really wanted to see. I think he averaged about 20 more run meters last year. He was just one of the best back rows in the comp weapon, but I don't think he quite has the quite tackle bust and offloading game that would bump him to elite numbers like some of the others potentially can, but I could still see him averaging 50, maybe even pushing up towards mid 50s. I just think it would take a lot for him to go from fringe to keeper to the next level to pretty high level keeper. Yeah, the base isn't there as much with him, unfortunately. Jesse Ramian, just under that 40 average for him, definitely a bit more of a volatile player, can, can sort of average 30 for a period of time and then up to, upwards of that 50. Is he a center that people should look to start with with their slightly softer draw after the Warriors? I've seen one or two teams with Ramian, not many. But it doesn't feel great, does it? Like you're starting with Jesse Ramian, who's kind of sitting where you probably expect him to score and you're hoping for soft draw equals lots and lots of tries. 
guess who's tried that a few times? I tried it with Multitalo, didn't work. I tried it with Alex Johnston, didn't work. Do you really expect it to work for another outside back who's pretty awkwardly highly priced? Come on, mate. Just stop stop picking wingers and pick centers. <laughs> it's no good, eh? Just Except pick your Marzu and then be Except for Big Greg. It. Big Greg. All right, Toby Rudolph, you want to speak about him at 583? Yeah, I, I've... Somebody brought him up. I think it was rudely in the Discord. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of people looked at him. But he needs 50 minutes, I think. He really boosted his PPM last year. It was a really good forward. But I think with... Yeah, he was he was the one who benefited from Wade Graham. So in 2022, I think he averaged like 55 or 50, even bigger than that in games that Wade Graham was playing because there was a bench edge. In 2023, dropped back quite a lot. So even with Finucane there, um, missing for good chunks, but he still didn't have tons of minutes. I think they'll probably want him as one of the biggest guys in the pack. But if they got four forward bench, McKinnis and Finucane there, I can't see him getting more than about 45 minutes. So probably just going to sit at where he's priced. Yeah, it's a tough one. The PPM is massive already. Uh, going on from there, uh, mate, uh, Braden Trindle. Probably is our second last to finish there along with Teague Wilton. So Trindle, what are your thoughts on him to start at 458? Does he have upside on his 33 price point? So initially I thought, oh, Trindle might be actually pretty sneaky value here because he had a few interchange games last year, didn't he? That might drag his average down. But it did. But remember how Hines didn't start last year and Trindle knocked off about 350s in a row, made some... Yeah. He was... He didn't make infinite money, but it was pretty good. Those cancelled out the bench games. And if you just use the 5.8 with um, with Heinz games, he averaged 33 and he's priced at 33.3. I just don't think next to somebody who's a pretty dominant playmaker, even though he'll take some of the kicking, I don't see him being a easy value guy. Definitely. Yeah, you got Jack Williams there, 477. Seemed to benefit a bit from that Fanukin injury. And then Teague Wilden at 642. Uh, we know, obviously, he can play those big minutes and score well. Do you see a little bit of value with him? Is it, is it enough? Uh, if there is any value, it's very, very limited. Maybe like two, three points. Maybe he can crack up to 50 average. But yeah, so he averaged 40% try scoring last year, which, I mean, for an edge, you can sometimes do. But... As a forward, you don't want to rely on that plus staying on the park in order to be two, three points of value and maybe a fringe keeper. So not one for me. Definitely, mate. All right, let's move to the bracket predictor now. And really, value-wise, it's it's very limited, isn't it? Yeah, there's not not really much going on here at all. So I've had Braley as like a couple points of value. Uh, Rudolph is like a couple points. Potentially, Wilton is a couple of points, but like, there's nobody even at five points that I can see. And you want 10. So I think it's pretty barren and it's mostly going to be the outside backs or your half, half as in Heinz, based on this early draw. Definitely. Yeah, you've only got Fanukin at 45 minutes. So it is, yeah, it is hard to see where, where Cam gets that extra sort of... You want 10 to 15 with McInnes because he anywhere close to that 60 minutes, he's a 60-point player with that PPM. So... Yeah, it's just where do you find it, isn't it? When you've got all your bench guys, the the highest bench player outside of McInnes is 30. You've got a 25 and a 15. It's um 
yeah, tough going. As soon as you've got a hooker and two edges, as he said, that play 80, like where, where do those big minutes come from? Yeah, it's pretty hard to see. I think they're just going to roll that way until they get AFB next year. And then they might consider something like an outside back or utility on the bench because they'll have Rudolph um, and AFB probably playing good minutes. They'll have likely McInnes and possibly Finucane still still playing. And yeah, then either you've got like four guys playing 15 minutes off the bench or you put a bench edge or a utility there so it's actually a bit more sensible. Definitely. So if you were to go with the start with Cleary strategy and have him as captain, when are you targeting Hines? I think, well, it depends if Hines is playing Origin or not. So I think that if Hines isn't playing Origin, you need him in round 13. Like round 10, 11, 12, that's tough. I don't think, I think he'll probably drop a little bit there. But round 13, you want him. If he is playing Origin, I'd probably pick him up in round 17 as long as he backs up. Because look at that. Dogs, Titans, Tigers. Uh, well, Dogs, Titans at least. Yeah, and Tigers. then a very soft run to finish the year. So it could be round 21 that you want to look for him. But maybe round 17 if you're really keen for some good captaincy points or something like that. You wouldn't look at round six when Cleary has the bye? Mm. Yeah. yeah, you could do that too. It's... It just depends if you can reach that. If you are able to reach that easily for some reason, uh, sure, pick him up then. Why not go for it? But if you're trying to book a trade in for round six, it is going to be very tough, especially if he does get off to a good start and he's like 1.02, 1.03 million instead. So that's going to require like mm. two 600K guys and a, um, a basement for to get Heinz in. So, so you think it might be would, a bit Yep. You think it might be a bit tough then? I think you have to start with him or have something go a little bit wrong so that you're happy to be able to get to Heinz easily without ripping your team apart. And okay. as you can see, I mean Rabbitohs isn't even the easiest match. So you've you've got I mean, they've got a couple guys injured at the moment, but I don't think any of them are too long-term. So they could all be back by round six and it might be a closer game. You might only score 65 or something like that. So round six would be a decent time to pick him up if you can. If you can't, don't rip your team up to do it. Okay, so on the other hand then, if you're not grabbing him in that week, who are you? Lo- are you looking to start with your vice captain that will turn into your captain in round six to cover Cleary and who would they, who would, would that so, sort of be? So. I probably think Haas is one of the best. I think some, some people reckon he'll drop a bit and I don't know if I agree. I think at least for the first couple, couple months, first six weeks or so, he'll still be blazing along doing Haas things. And in round six, I'd still be happy with, uh, a Haas captain and shouldn't fall too much behind the Hines. Okay. So clearing, clearing Haas since yeah, it is, does seem to be the very um, simple strategy, isn't it? With, with how high their ownership is, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it's really that sort of start, start to the year and then in around the buyers, which is that awkward sort of round 16 and round 20, isn't it for him that you're going to want, you're going to likely want him in your side. And um, 
but yeah, have those buys around it. So it'll be interesting to see when we actually pick him up because we will want him at some stage. It's just, um, yeah, how that's going to work. If, if it is just straight in round 21 after that buy as well. Um, yeah, some people will start with him, maybe remove him if he does happen to play Origin, like if he was to be the six with, with Cleary, that's missing 13, 16, 19, 20. And then yeah, getting him back in maybe round twenty one to to finish off the season could be could be a fun one. But uh, yeah, they, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. The the clunkiness that we saw with them last year, they sort of haven't worked it out yet. And if they do work it out, they're going to be really really fun. Um, yeah, as a team to sort of watch each and every week, that's for sure. And along with um, along with a lot of teams, obviously. But I'm I'm looking forward to watching the Storm and and uh, obviously Panthers as well. Always good fun. Yeah, I I think Sharks are going to be one of those teams that everybody's going to look to to see, are they going to do any good this year uh, mm-hmm. or are they just waiting for AFB? So I have them currently still making the eight. I've got them at eighth, I think. Uh, I think they'll do all right, especially because of this draw. It, it, it definitely is a help to them. But yeah, they do need to make take advantage of that and then try and win a couple of those Probably that five-round stretch of Storm, Roosters, Panthers, Eels, Broncos. If they can win two of those, uh, I think they'll easily make the finals. Yeah, very very much going to be an interesting team to watch, guys. Also, if you haven't checked out the private group team, all the details are in the Discord in the description below as well. So check out that. Obviously, the podcast is there. I'm on the socials as well with TikTok and uh, Instagram as well. So check that out. Uh, big thanks to Scoop for being on here and for providing the beautiful spreadsheet. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 